This podcast contains explicit language, really explicit language. Listeners of this show should be advised that we will deal with a cult that has certain ideas that are... Um... They're fucked, Paulina. Yeah, they're really fucked. We'll be dealing with all the ist, aughts, and ites. Racists, bigots, anti-Semites, misogyny, certainly. And ooh, eugenics. Kicking it old school with eugenics. Certainly a very old way to be racist. But you've got to remember, MGTOW and everything we're talking about is a cult. Uh, No matter what they say, nothing they say is real. And we love you. We absolutely love you. Thank you for coming along on the ride. And we're sorry already. (laughs) (laughs) A clip coming up later in the show. And who the hell am I? What you are about to hear is the Hashtag Cult Podcast. What is a Hashtag Cult? Hashtag Cults are groups that signal membership by using a hashtag or keyword. This allows the group to operate on many different sites and makes them difficult to pinpoint. They use the hashtag model to spread propaganda on a variety of social media platforms without having a central account. This is usually because their ideas are offensive or their methods of communicating are abusive and border on website policy violations. In this show, we will show you the coercive groups and cults hiding in plain sight on the internet. And who the hell am I? Um, I'm Mike Fallick, co-host, creator of Hashtag Cult Podcast. This is a little mini episode to keep your beaks wet. I have a, I know that someone tweeted that I can't talk for five minutes without going on a rant. So let's keep to the subject for one second. That was a fan, by the way. Uh, this is Hashtag Cult. Uh, what we do on this podcasting project is we're making a cult we're making a cult no we're making a podcast and a documentary about a cult named MGTOW and we're making this podcast to supplement it's sort of a making of the documentary MGTOW if you don't know is a group that indoctrinates vulnerable young men sometimes vulnerable old men sometimes people that don't really understand relationships or are going through a tough time. Lots of different reasons that people get into cults. They exist on the internet, like the intro says. If this is your first episode, go back. All right, now the fans have to hear that every week, don't they? Try to say it more interestingly then, Michael. Okay, here's the important part. You know that this is a documentary where we interview cult members and leaders of this internet cult. Here's my question. Keep your beak wet. Who is that for? (laughs) So do birds... Okay, if you're a waterfowl, I assume part of that is your your beak being hydrophobic. That it will resist uh, water. It it, it does not get wet. If you're not a waterfowl, I imagine that if you don't have such a hydrophobic beak, you know, resists water, that you don't want to get your beak wet. Who are these people 
that want a wet beak? Do they mean drinking, like feeding you water? Well, then that seems like my biggest problem here in terms of investigating this cult entirely right now is where this expression comes from. What bird needs their beak wet? I'm gonna ask around. It doesn't seem like you, it seems like being, most creatures that are not fish don't really need to, or, or amphibians need to be wet. Is this what you came to this documentary podcast for? Maybe. All right, this is a little mini episode because we have all these great changes and cool things coming up. Next week, Tony Nagy, comedian. I know I promised it. There was, I was moving studios. We were changing stuff. Here's some really cool previews you're going to see. First is going to be um, our hard facts thing that we did. I realize that some people see us on video and some people see us in the podcast. Um, and a lot more people watch the podcast, listen to the podcast than videos. This was a hard facts thing we did about Christopher Hassan. We're going to do a whole episode on it, but it's just going to play in audio here. This, uh, the audio from the video we did, that's going to play for you. Then you're going to hear me talking to Rick Ross, legendary cult expert and have me role playing, um, a MGTOW to see how he would, uh, deprogram them. He's a cult deprogrammer, a cult consultant. He consulted on uh, a couple of video games for Rockstar. Um, you're going to hear that uh, next. And then last is a little preview for next week or two weeks from now, sorry, the next episode with Tony Nagy. There's a lot of cool stuff coming up. We'll talk about it then. Here are the clips. Enjoy. Scrolling, scrolling, clicking. Seems like MGTOWs don't like Jews. Hey, Reens. What? Reens. What? Reens. What? Do I hate Jews? What? Do, do I hate Jews? You're Jewish. Am I a self-hating Jew, maybe? Because then I hate Jews? Are you? No, I don't think I am. Oh, do, do Jews run the media? What? The media. You have a camera. I do own a camera, don't I? I'm gonna call Paulina. Skyping, zooming, facing, timing. Hey, Paulina, there's this huge MGTOW paper trail. The paper trail! I love hiking. It's not... It's not a trail. Oh, is that Paulina? Yes, it's Paulina. Ugh, man, I want to camp so bad. I try hiking. Ooh! I just got a freaking camp. Stop! A paper trail. Not an actual trail. A paper trail left by the MGTOWs. Mike, there is no way that MGTOW left a paper trail talking about how violent their members are or that they hate minorities and women. They most certainly never, ever, 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 ever called themselves a cult. I mean, why would anybody who is so against us calling them a cult leave a paper trail? This is going to be just the heavy facts about MGTOW. As outsiders, we've managed to get a lot of info from just talking to members of MGTOW, but let's look at the cold, hard facts. MGTOWs seem to thrive off of being better than other similar ideologies that have a record of violent perpetrators. 
you can't ignore the fact that even some people in the forums admit to being arrested for violent crimes. I have no evidence that they aren't maybe making it up, but that is happening in the forums. But let's talk about one confirmed case of a violent MGTOW. Chris Hassan. Hassan, Hassan, we don't really know how to pronounce it, but Christopher Hassan was arrested and pleaded guilty to charges amounting to drug possession and possession of illegal firearms. He had HGH, a Tramdol, and a silencer. Then he made it home. Part of the search warrant revealed a violent manifesto. It included hate of liberalism, the West, and a confusing hate towards Muslims while also liking their hate of the West, and some extreme white pride. This was a part of an internet history warrant. Guess where Chris in this internet history warrant hung out the most on the internet? You guessed it, the MGTOW subreddit. So vast was his time spent on our MGTOW that an entire section of the evidence submitted during his trial was titled MGTOW websites. Separate from the internet searches, fascinatingly, both parties, the prosecution and the defense, and a third, if you even count the judge, all agree that Hassan's online activity was concerning. Even the psychologist in Christopher's appeals said, quote, Hassan's violent ideation was compensatory, a way to regulate his emotional state or self-concept in response to actual or perceived external threats, rather than adaptational, a way to plan and rehearse the perpetration of violence to enhance its feasibility and effectiveness. Hassan was anxious and tended to perceive the world as a place full of threats, and violent ideation served to validate his perception that he was under threat, help him take a more agentic and active approach to dealing with perceived threats and decrease his feelings of helplessness and hopelessness. End quote. In other words, everything that seems concerning in his internet behavior isn't really how he feels. The reality is he feels so scared he visits a lot of forums to address this panic in a fictionalized version of the world brought on by his mental health issues. We will likely do a whole part of our documentary about the Hassan story. So, sorry if I've pronounced the name wrong the whole time, but that'll include expertise from lawyers and psychologists. There are even more concerning connections here between MGTOW and this case, but we want a legal and mental health perspective on it. Most important of all, all three sides agree there is a correlation. Christopher Hassan got worse in the time period he was on MGTOW forums. He failed to take care of himself, even by way of ideations and imagined threats. That wasn't enough compensation to make himself feel safe. He continued to do more drugs and HGH. He slipped back into hanging out with dangerous people that he had moved away from, such as skinheads that he used to spend a lot of time with in his youth. One thing was clear. He got worse while on MGTOW forums not better. Suicide and other false medical information. MGTOW claims that they prevent suicide. Though they usually use the phrase MGTOW saves lives to equate to financial freedom, this is just a tiny iteration of what they believe. There are many veiled comments about MGTOW philosophy saving lives right before a story of an attempted suicide. We have gotten comments on our videos about murders happening that are attributed to MGTOW worldviews about women, or more commonly, that a MGTOW philosophy of avoiding women would have prevented a murder. However, this is more than a political opinion. 
It is flatly untrue medical information. In fact, the risk factors for suicide, according to CDC, are directly related to many MGTOW beliefs. One, feelings of hopelessness. Two, cultural and religious beliefs. Three, isolation. Four, a feeling of being cut off from other people. Five, unwillingness to seek help because of the stigma attached to mental health and substance abuse disorders or to suicidal thoughts. MGTOW explicitly targets people who feel this way. Instead of encouraging professional help, MGTOWs want to be left alone. Here's a big one too. MGTOWs seem to claim they're not racist, that they don't have any cult-like properties, and they're not homophobes. But here's a bunch of stuff talking about how homophobes, racists, and other people are in MGTOW. By the way, I'm not really sure what this coded language has to do or what this conversation has to do with their reality because we also see plenty of really weirdly racist stuff about Black Lives Matter coming from the MGTOW forums. So. Again, we can't analyze any of this as whether their philosophy is right or wrong. We have to start to analyze it in the way that psychologists saw Chris Hassan, which is they're doing all of this just to compensate for a fear in the world, and none of it's really based in reality. So to analyze why it's right or wrong is nonsense. They're mentally ill in a cult. copyright violation and spam. Look, the fact is that almost all MGTOWs don't fundamentally understand copyright. MGTOWs use music from copyrighted sources, post videos that are copyrighted by either a small creator to bash it, or a large entity because it agrees with their philosophy in a small way. On top of that, MGTOWs believe they are being censored. Too many people to count have accused us of deleting comments, when in fact, we delete more of our own comments in an attempt to be kinder to MGTOWs. In reality, MGTOWs comment so fast that YouTube isn't even fast enough to put them into our suspected spam folder before a MGTOW commenter leaves another comment complaining that we deleted it. In other words, someone comments and we don't even see that it needs to be approved or that it was flagged and that we could put it back up, which we always have. In the time that YouTube takes to process it, MGTOW will complain that we deleted it! Coded language and evolution. MGTOWs have learned that certain words get them flagged. And so they seemingly avoid them. This isn't an accusation, but an adaptation. We don't think MGTOWs are passing out instructions on how to do this, but by guessing what they can and cannot say, they use star symbols or longer language to get out ideas like red pill, suicide, or kill. It is important to point out that somehow we made this whole list without talking about the things MGTOW think about women, which obviously we disagree with. But. This list was to illustrate our issues are far more severe than the perceived idea that we are with any specific group, feminist or otherwise. The last point here is that many MGTOWs stay in the group because they say MGTOW is all about divorce and marriage reform. But we see very little letter writing campaigns or running for office on a MGTOW platform. 
So many of you could join an accredited group that works on suicide or abuse or drug use or mental health and be actual advocates. Our goal here is not to say you are wrong. Our goal here is to say you're at risk. Our goal is to get MGTOWs out of this mindset, get help, get therapy, to talk to someone other than a member of your cult. If you wouldn't mind, I would love to, let's say um, a parent of mine or, or, or someone came to you and brought me to you and I was MGTOW. How, and I, I, I know that <laughs> this is going to sound a little bit derisive. I think I should tell people listening to this or even a note to us editing. Uh, your process, you say, typically takes three days um, and that by the third day, there's a 90% chance if they don't contact the group that they will uh, leave. So I don't want to I don't want to turn this into a derisive or a reductive thing where I'm saying role play with me, you know, uh, <laughs> deprogramming me in, you know, a, a two to three minute answer. But I would be very curious to see if someone came to you and I'm in your office or you're at my home or whatever it is. I would love to talk to you about MGTOW as these men see it. And in this so that I can explain to people better, this walks like a duck, quacks like a duck thing, you know what that would look like. Would you, would you mind doing that even if it's a sped up version? Cause I, I definitely know their mindset. Um, sure. So I'm, I'm sitting sure. in your office and my parents have brought me here and I'm obviously suspicious and derisive of you. And I'm just sitting there silently. I would assume is uh, that's generally the behavior or when they come in or not necessarily, they could be um, talking quite a bit, talking about what's wonderful about the group, what they found, that th that they feel is a value in the group. Oh, I can do that. And 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 uh, they also are, are are saying things like, you know, my parents don't understand. They really don't understand. And this is a wonderful group. It's helped me enormously, and I get so much out of it. And I don't know why they're so concerned. And they also might be angry. They might say, I just wish my parents would leave me alone and not keep thinking that this is a bad group it's not and just because they don't like it or they don't agree with the ideas of the group doesn't mean that it's a bad group okay so i think i can get in there and so i'm in your office and i go look you know ross uh, mr ross rick uh, my parents they they're in some miserable marriage i've seen them fight before migtow is saving me i don't know if you're married but like i don't want to have some woman come along and steal my money and get a kid from me and you know all they're doing is all of a sudden they get off the cock carousel and they want to have a kid and so they scam me and they scam me into to because i'm not good looking and i have a stable job and all of a sudden they steal all my money and so my parents they don't understand right they grew up in some other generation they have their own thing they're miserable by the way I, they've never said it but i know they are and they don't get it and so like i don't really need to leave this group migtow is super important to me and like it's my own life choice to to not do these things and it's it's my body to not masturbate and i don't i don't really care i'm not psychologically ill i don't need to see a doctor i don't need to see you and that's that's just how i feel about it 
I'll, I don't know. If you want to talk, fine. But, like, I'm telling you right now, there's, you are a part of the problem because you've been manipulated by women. Well, look, um, I understand that MGTOW has a philosophy and that you have embraced the philosophy, but is there something that you've noticed or you've read or you've uh, become aware of in MGTOW that you question? I mean, what about, you know, because, you know, people are, are, are Jews, Christians, uh, uh, they 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 might be Republicans, Democrats, independents, and there, there might be a part of, of the philosophy of a political party or the, or the beliefs of a religion that you don't completely buy in. So, what about MGTOW would you say is disturbing to you or that you haven't fully bought in on? I would say, by the way, as a parenthesis in the script guideline here, if I was writing it, this guy is thinking, A, Jews are a part of the problem. B, Christians are brainwashed. C, I might have come from fundamentalist Christian, which we're seeing a large section of them doing. So, but he might also know in his head, I can't say these things about Jews out loud. I know that if I, if I don't use coded language around other MGTOWs to talk about how I don't like Jews and how Christians are ridiculous, that I'll get in trouble for it. So he might respond something like, but what does, what does, what does any of that matter if I can save myself from A, getting manipulated by a woman her ruining my life or ending up in jail because like why what does it matter if i question it because if i question it then what i take the chance and i sleep with a girl and she accuses me of rape who cares about anything i question sure there's like crazy people online that are a part of our group but i'm not brainwashed i i don't want to get arrested i don't want to go to jail i don't want to have to lose all my money my career or be labeled as a, as a, as a pedophile so i'd rather just not sleep with anyone and, you know, work on myself and I'll be better for it. Well, but but you're not really answering. I mean, it, you've been involved with MGTOW for a while now. What specifically can you identify that they teach that you have said, hey, that's just not for me. That's not something that I'm going to buy into. What what specifically? If uh, I feel would that, you that's Would you see... It's, what what specifically would you see as a mistake or an error or something that you just think they got wrong? If I'm feeling that, there's only two possibilities. The one is that I haven't gotten my red pill and that I have let myself in my own progress get off focus. That I'm that if I hear something that doesn't make sense, that I'm not going and watching a video on red pill that I need to be red pilled again in order to understand this philosophy. And so I'll go, if that happens to me and I question something, I'll go and I'll watch a red pill thing to know that I'm on the right track, that women do, do do these things to me and that like I shouldn't masturbate and I shouldn't have sex and that I'll lose all my money. If that happens to me, I'm not going to, to, you know, stop. I'm going to, to make sure that I stay in it. And it doesn't really matter in the end if someone says something that's whatever off kilter or that you might think is off kilter. I kind of think that like maybe you're too sensitive and you might read it and be like, oh, I, 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 I don't think this is right because you think you shouldn't say it. But I know that if I go take my red pill, watch a video, hear a podcast about why women are evil, you know, I, I, um, I, I won't. So, so what you're saying is that if you question MGTOW and you, you entertain a thought in your mind, you know, maybe they're wrong. You, you're wrong. You must be wrong. 
and therefore you need to be corrected and you have to submit yourself to a MGTOW process, the red pill, in order to get it right because MGTOW is always right and can never be wrong and therefore you need the red pill. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, and I'm trying to say that in the end, whatever anyone in the group says, they're worried about me and like my safety. And so for me, if, if someone says something and in the end the message is don't get married, don't have kids, don't sleep with women, um, only sleep with prostitutes and only and don't masturbate because that'll get you off your goal, you know, then then it doesn't matter what they say because in the end they care about me and they care that I'm doing the thing that's that's healthy for me. So who cares what they say about like you mentioned Jews before, whatever. Like who cares if they mention Jews? Who cares if they mention Christians? Who cares if they say whatever about black people? I don't I don't care because in the end everyone's concerned with my safety. So so what I'm what I'm hearing is that um, they're always right. And that if you entertain the idea that they might be off, they might be wrong, that you need to submit your critical thinking and your value judgments to their red pill process. And what your parents shared with me is they're just concerned that the group has too much influence and too much control over you. And uh, they would say that maybe it's questionable to give a group that much power that much control over your life, that um, typically people do make mistakes, they are wrong. So the MGTOW uh, movement is populated by people, and they make mistakes. But you're, you're, you're kind of saying to me, not really, if I think they're mistaken, I need the red pill. And that just seems kind of like uh, a black and white thinking, no shades of gray, kind of uh, a little bit extreme, very controlling. Uh, That's what I'm hearing. And I'm wondering, is there a legitimate reason that you might leave MGTOW? I mean, let's say somebody says, I'm leaving MGTOW, I just don't want to be involved anymore. Would that be seen as uh, positive, negative? How would that be perceived? So many people can't handle MGTOW, they can't handle the red pill, they just want to leave because they can't handle it anymore, they're sort of weak, or they've gotten in a situation that they think is is right, or they've moved to a country where they think that the marriage laws will somehow benefit them. Ultimately, they're wrong, and eventually they'll come back around and take the blue pill. And also, you mentioned the group, like, I'm a part of the group, but I'm my own boss. I dictate my life. Like, I am an individual. I don't care about, about the group. Like, you know, I don't take in that much of their content. Yeah, I watch it every single day and I, and I choose who I watch, but I'm my own boss. I'm my own individual. So in the end, I don't, I don't care about the group so long as I'm a part of MGTOW in my heart. Yeah, sure. It's, it's, it's all fine. Well, let's unpack that. You know, first of all, you're, you're certainly not allowing for any, anything positive about the people who have left MGTOW. I mean, why do they always have to be uh, characterized in some kind of negative description? I mean, it implies that there's no legitimate reason to leave MGTOW. That's disturbing. And then I would, I would wonder what ideas or thoughts you now have that are, that are inconsistent with MGTOW, that you could say, this is my idea, this is my thought, and it's completely separate and apart from MGTOW, and it isn't a product of MGTOW, it's me. So, so how would you 
uh, make distinctions between your own individual opinions uh, and MGTOW. Do you do you have individual opinions that are at variance with MGTOW that contradict MGTOW? What would be some examples of that? For me, I'm so much better with MGTOW because I have had all my own individual thoughts. I am now someone that thinks totally on my own. I'm someone that now I'm so into my career. I'm working out every day. I'm much more in shape. And like I now have the ability, instead of being controlled by a woman, every, uh, because of MGTOW, every one of my thoughts is so much better. What thought is inconsistent with MGTOW? What, what idea or thought that you now have is inconsistent with MGTOW? So this this would get into to, to, to the personality of the person, right? So no, it gets into how much control do they really have? Mm-hmm. How much control do they really have over your thinking? How how much have you subordinated your thoughts and your your thought processes to them? I mean, what is it about you now that that may that can be seen as? Um, a dividing line, a, d- a distinction that is not uh, about MGTOW. And, and why is there no legitimate reason to leave MGTOW? What does that mean? So it, it, it sounds like this is a very controlling group uh, that people subordinate all of their thoughts and opinions to the group's philosophy. And that if you break things off with the group, you're bad. Something's wrong with you. You're a wimp. Uh, and and so if if that's true, that would be uh, those would be you know warning flags that the group is an excessively controlling authoritarian kind of group that that really is can be quite destructive to the way that people think and their ability to function individually and autonomously. What does it, uh, I know you've talked a lot about uh, this process in other places, but what does it eventually look like when someone, I guess, A, what's the change? Thank you for doing that with me, by the way. Um, what's the change between the way I'm talking now and three days later? What, 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 what goes on in those three days that gets someone from this guy's totally wrong about everything in my life and he doesn't get me to... I'm sure not leaving the cold. I'm sure there's lots of recidivism, but considering I mean, I, I might be wrong. What happens psychologically to that person that says I might be wrong? Well, I think the person that I'm working with is starting to say things like, you know, wait a minute. Uh, when I first came in contact with MGTOW, I agreed with some of what they said, but not all of what they said. And now after I've been exposed to them for a while and very active with them, I am completely in lockstep with them. Are you exhausted from constant nightmares about the matriarchy and how men might be treated like factory farm cattle and milked for their sperm? No, give me my wieners back, you females. You can't have my sperm. You can't have it. It's my man liquid. Do your dreams of women overpowering you make you feel too tired to troll women on the internet? I've tried scapegoating my emotions by typing misogynistic things on the internet, but some days I can only rage for four hours. I should be typing things all the time. Well, have I got the solution for you. Troll control. 
Troll Control is the energy drink for men to troll women on the internet. Troll Control empowers you to control women that you actually have no control over. When I first started taking my aggression out on the internet, I typed for 26 hours a day. Oh, excuse me, I think you made a slip of the tongue. There's only 24 hours a day. Did you mean to say 24? A woman probably told you that. They're statistically worse at math. But now I can get interrupted by some slut thought about math and still type for 95 or 7,000 hours a day. Avoid that midday lull. Troll control. And I hope you get effed by a very big fart dog. That'll show her to post about her new business on social media. Thanks, Troll Control. Thanks, Troll Control. Thanks, Troll Control. Thanks. Troll Control! If you found, actually, if you found a vial of sperm, clearly a sperm bank thing, would you bring it to the lost and found wherever you were? If you or someone you know has experienced a hashtag cult, is trapped in a hashtag cult, or you have been affected by any group mentioned in this show, go to hashtagcult.org for resources or to get in touch with the show. We want to hear your story. 